There is nothing to be compared to the promises of God. There is nothing to be compared to the liberty of God. There is nothing to be compared to the words that have come out of the mouth of the Lord God Almighty. He said, let there be and there was. He had helped us to be alive, to stay alive this day. That is why we can bow down. That is why we can praise. That is why we can raise our voice and say, Abba Father. Because he's our rock. Because he's our savior. He is the provider. He is the ancient of days. The beginning and the end. The Alpha and the Omega. The Lion of the tribe of Judah. The Rose of Sharion. The one that parted the Red Sea with the breath of his bosom. The one that rose on the wings of the wind. The one that walked on the face of water. There is nobody like our God. There is nobody to be compared to Brethren, I want you to raise your voice and say, God, I thank you this morning. I bless your holy name. You are my high tower. You are my savior. You are my redeemer. You are my provider. You are the one that has commanded me to be. You are the one that has been providing for me. You are the one that has been saving me in every situation. You said, even though I tread on snakes and scorpions, by no one will, no one will come upon me. God, I thank you. I thank you concerning my family. I thank you concerning the members of this church. I bless your holy name. Thank you. All adoration, all exaltation be unto our God. Let us praise him better. Let us praise him with our, with our clap offerings. Let us praise him with a big shout of hallelujah in the house. Because our God is a living God. Because our God is excellent. Because our God is beautiful. Because he's glorious. Thank you, oh Lord. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. For in Jesus' mighty name. And we give it thanks. For in Jesus' mighty name, I will give it thanks. Praise the Lord, somebody. Nothing compared to the promises of God. Please, my sister. There is no one like our God. Among every other God's on earth and even in the sky, there is none to be compared unto God. Anybody that knows the value of diamond will appreciate it when he buys it. He wants to keep it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you and I know the value of freedom, we will embrace it. That is one key factor why God created you and I. There are angels in heaven that are worshiping God. And it is due to compulsion that they need to do it. But God wants to sample you and I. That let me give them freedom. Will they praise me? Will they serve me? Will they worship me? That was why you and I have been created. Praise the Lord. And I believe that somebody will worship God better today in the mighty name of Jesus. A workman does not work his work to be ruined. That is our God that we serve. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, we were told that the world was without form and void. That means it was, void, it was formless. It has no shape. 
It has no construction. Disorganized. But God spoke into things to him. He said, let there be this, let there be that, let there be that. And after he had created everything, then he decided to create you and I. He wants us to occupy everything that he has made. He wants you and I to move freely, to go freely, to come back freely. Praise the Lord. And I believe we are still doing that till this very present day. God detests resistance. He doesn't want you and I to be curtailed. He wants us to be free. He created even the birds in the air to fly freely without meeting resistance. But today, man's freedom is being curtailed. Man's freedom is being altered. Why? By the activity of man himself. God has so much designed everything, even in our system, to be free. But when there is failure in the system's functions, then there is no liberty. There is no freedom. God has spoken concerning our health. He has spoken concerning our spiritual life. He has spoken concerning our economical life. And he has spoken liberty into them. But brethren, why are we being contained? Why is our freedom being altered? Why is our freedom being, you know, captivated by other people or by ourselves? I want us to open our Bible to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 7, verse 11. Luke chapter 7, verse 11. I want us to know from here that God himself knows the essence of freedom. And he is telling us here today that anytime there is a shame around your freedom, anytime your freedom is being altered, anytime somebody is trying to imprison your freedom, is at the door. He just wanted to open the door to him. He's ready to free again. That was the very reason why he created the world in the, in the first instance. So there can be space for you and I to be free. I want us to read from verse, from chapter, verse 11. If you're there, you can read for us from 11 to 17. And that God has visited his people. 
And this rumor of him went forth throughout all the world and throughout all the regions round about. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is the story of a son of a woman, a helper to his mother. This family has recently just lost their father. And this boy standing gap in that regard, taking care of the mother and the home front. But eventually, something happened to him. This boy died. The very moment this boy died, that is the, that is the, the, the end stage of his freedom. He couldn't do anything again. Brethren, I want us to know that a lot of us are walking about the streets. But spiritually, most of us are dead. Economically, most of us are dead. Maritally, most of us are dead. There is a need in our life that needs the intervention of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus himself said the reason why he had come. Because he knew that the very reason why the world was created has been altered. Then he came again to restore it. He said, I have been anointed this day to set the captives free. Praise the Lord. He said, he has been anointed. That means it's a divine assignment. To do what? To set the captives free. In Luke chapter 4 verse 18. And now, this is somebody in Luke 7 verse 11 who is dead. Even Jesus was not there when this boy died. And they are now taking him out of the town to go and bury him. Jesus knew where he was. That somebody needed help. He came into that city. I want you to notice what Jesus did. He came. The Bible said, and he went up to that town. Where he met with them at the gate, taking the boy to go to be buried. And he had what? He had compassion on the mother. Jesus will have compassion on somebody here today. Amen. There are some things that are benefits to you that are supposed to be working for you. But they are dead. And that is the it's like the end result. Because there is nowhere to turn anymore. The boy that is supposed to help the mother is dead. And when Jesus came, what did Jesus do? So, do you know that when people come to that stage in life, everything is assumed to stop. They know that this boy cannot talk anymore. He cannot walk anymore. He cannot help his mother anymore. The only thing people can do is just to wear with them and cry and, and it wouldn't bring back the boy. But they are taking this boy to be buried because they don't even have hope anywhere else. They don't have any faith in him being alive anymore. But Jesus Christ came. Then he touched the bearers. Thank God in those days, the bearers, they, they walk on leg. They carry the, um, the um, dead person on their shoulder and take him to be buried. But nowadays, even the bearers, they even use an airplane. Praise the Lord. But Jesus is capable in every situation. Amen. And that is why we title this liberty. Praise the Lord. So he touched the bearer. He sees the situation. When Jesus wants to help you, 
The first thing he will do he will, is that he will seize the situation, he will seize the affliction, he will seize the disease. He will arrest it. So that nothing will trouble you anymore when Jesus Christ is helping you. You are the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ today. That situation is being arrested. That negative situation is being arrested. Amen. So he touched the bearer. Then he did what? He called up unto the young man. He said, Hey, young man, get up. Jesus is taking you out of that problem today in the mighty name Amen. of Jesus. He called out the young man. This man, dead already, put in the coffin and nailed, if possible. But Jesus arrested that situation. He arrested the bearer, he arrested the coffin. Then he called him out. But will people believe that this boy will resurrect anymore? No. But when Jesus is walking, there is no no. When he says yes, there is no no. Then something happened. To the amazement of everybody here, there, the boy became active instantly. The Bible told us that the boy spoke. You will be restored back unto freedom. There are so many people in prison, if you visit them today, ask them what they want. The first thing they will tell you they want is their freedom. Why? Because they lost it. And every one of us, in one way or the other, has lost our freedom from the first time that men fall, that Adam, that Adam fall. We've all lost our freedom. There are so many things that we ought to be enjoying without restriction. But it can't be there anymore. But God can restore it back unto you. Amen. Some people want to see clearly, but they don't have their sight. God will restore that sight. Amen. And sometimes, even your situation is what we call the presence of the Lord. Some people are ashamed of their, of their situation. They always want to give it as an excuse. Oh, I can't do this because of this. I can't do this because of this. There was a woman who had um, a child. And this child is suffering from epilepsy. This child will pass out anytime. So this woman has been restricted. She can't take this boy, this, this, this girl out, you know, as often as she wants to. But there was an occasion that called for her attention. So she went out with this child. And they were there, you know, enjoying themselves and things like that. But the, the call needed to be answered by this child when that confession came upon her again and this child fell down you know, in that gathering you need to see how ashamed this mother was but do you know what there was a man of God there that saw that situation and prayed for that child and that child was restored back onto freedom but this woman never knew that her Shameful situation is what will bring liberty back onto her. Now she can go to anywhere she wants to go to. Jesus will meet your situation today in the mighty name of Jesus. There are some situations that you felt like you need to cover. You need to cover it up. But this month is month of March. Where Jesus wants you to march into your freedom again. Every darkness in your life, God will show his life in there in the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to visit another situation in the Bible. Because you might feel like, oh yeah, 
Jesus came and he rescued this boy. Why? Because of the mother. But there was somebody in the Bible that we all, every one of us know so much, and that is Lazarus. The whole family is a friend to Jesus Christ. The two sisters and Lazarus himself. They all knew Christ. They had faith in him. They had seen him walk. They believed so much in him. But eventually something happened. I pray that you will not be afflicted in the mighty name of Jesus. Do you know that when situations like this come, a man is dead. There are so many things that I want us to take into um, cognizance here. Like I said the other time, that one might be dead spiritually, economically, or whatever. That is the first thing that will happen. When a man is sick, every situation in, in, in his life is sick. Then the next thing is death. Because he's sick, he can't function anymore. As to the terminology of people, as to the terminology of the world. It is the world that sees a sick man. God doesn't see him that way. Because there is a purpose why God has created that person. And God believed that you will still achieve that purpose. Yeah. But doctors have proclaimed. Doctors have prophesied. Doctors have diagnosed. He's diabetic. He can't do this because other people are doing it. He's restricted. He doesn't have the freedom anymore. God will restore that freedom in the mighty name. Yeah. So after that, because people have assumed that position, People as diagnosed used to be that. Then you personally, you've assumed it. Then the next thing you are expecting is death. And after death, it's time. In those days, when a man dies, what they do is that they tie him. That means there is no faith on him anymore. There is no hope. He's dead, he's dead. No restoration anymore. It's a DNR situation. Do not resuscitate him. He's dead, let him go. Then after time is bearing. And do you see how our Lord Jesus Christ reversed that case in the situation of this boy? That was exactly what he did in the, in the situation of Lazarus. Our Lord Jesus Christ does not care about the level of your disorganization or your disintegration. He's ready to bring back to life today. He's ready to bring back to life today in the mighty name of Jesus. If we open our Bible to the book of John. John chapter 11. Are you there? from um, um, 
from verse 11. From verse 11, yeah. Praise the Lord. From that place, I want us to see that people knew that Lazarus was dead. But to God, our Lord Jesus Christ, he was sleeping. But he wanted to affirm it to these people. That was why he said, I need to let them know that this man is dead. But in that place, Lazarus has been dead for a number of days now. And people were expecting that the Lord Jesus Christ will come. Why? Because they know him. And that's the example of the life of a Christian. Every one of us being Christian, we don't live our life like somebody who is not a Christian. When situation comes, we believe that God will come. Our Lord Jesus Christ will come. But there are some situations that we don't see that instant answer. Then how do we conclude in our mind? What happens to our faith? That is the scenario that happened in the life of Lazarus here. Lazarus was dead and Jesus didn't come. So what did they do? They went ahead and they buried him. But as Christians, sometimes even when a situation is dead in our life, God still wants us to tarry. Want us to continue praying and believing that God will come. Most women, when the situation comes and they, will, and they have waited for like two hours, they pray. They believe that there should be instant, instant answer. And because there wasn't any answer, they, you know what? That's the end of the marriage. Just two hours. Some will say, oh, I've tried so much. I've waited like two years, but no results. That is the end of it. There is a lesson to be learned here as Christians that Jesus himself knew the situation and he's coming, he's on the way in the mighty name of Jesus. So if we proceed in our reading, people were telling Jesus Christ that if you had been here all this while, this wouldn't have happened. If you had been here in my health all this while, I wouldn't have been diabetic. If you had been here in my Finances, I wouldn't be this broken. Does that end your faith in Christ? Is that the end of the hope that we're supposed to have as Christians in Christ? We all need to know that there is always resurrection. And God will march us back into that resurrection in the mighty name of Jesus. That was why Jesus said, in verse 25, he said to those people that weren't believing anymore, whose faith were shaking, he said, I am the resurrection and life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whosoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? There's a question mark there. That do you believe this? Even though those problems are persisting, even though the situation is nagging, 
but I will turn things around. And if you if you have never had such a problem, you will never have it. That is what the Bible is telling us here. So, Jesus did just exactly what he did in the life of the widow's son. He came. Are you ready for Jesus coming today? That is one thing that Jesus needs to do first. He said, I'm at the door of your heart knocking. That if any man will open up to me, he said, I will come in. And now I will die with him and he with me too. Praise the Lord. So Jesus is there at the door of the situation. I don't know what you are going through. I don't understand what the situation might be. But God does. He said he's there. Even the situation seems dead to you. Even the situation seems sick to you. Because those are the order of things. See, this life, God has invested so much in you and I. But to take your freedom away from you, you know what life will do. Life will bring its own investment to you. Give you your, its own investment and take your own investment from you. And that is the end of the freedom. God knew that everything was formless in the beginning. So he formed things to be. But people will come with their own formulations and say, have this. And they will take the freedom away from you. When a man gives you a car, he expects you to drive the car to his own expectation. When a man loans you money, he expects you to spend that money to his own expectation. Have you ever borrowed a clothes from somebody? Even you can't walk freely, you can't do things at your own will because you don't want a tear in the clothes. But when you own your own clothing, man, you can do anything you like. Praise the Lord. You can do anything you like. That is the type of freedom that God is bringing our way today. So that you will not be restricted by men. That you will not be restricted by illness. That you will not be restricted by death. There will be no tying concerning you. There will be no burying in your case in the mighty name of Jesus. So Jesus came. And when Jesus came, he had compassion. Praise the Lord. The second thing he had was compassion. The Bible even told us that Jesus wept. He had compassion. There should be compassion from the Lord towards you. Brethren, so when anybody tells you about yourself that, oh, you are falling, you can't rise again, you have messed up, you are disorganized, you are ill, tell them that is the very moment that God wants to have compassion on you. The Bible even told us that a man that is not sick needs no physician. So when you are sick, know that God is on your case. Every one of us here had one thing or the other. I'm sorry if I say that every one of us here is sick in one way or the other. That is why we are here. To seek spiritual freedom. To seek spiritual liberation. And there will be liberation concerning you in the mighty name of Jesus. If, if I ask them to play us a music now, we need to dance. Do you know that some people are even still being restricted? 
at the sight of other people. You don't want somebody to see how you dance to God. You don't want somebody to see how you praise God. You have the freedom to praise God the way you like. I can't sing because somebody will laugh at my voice. God is not laughing. God, God is being appreciated. God is being praised. If I walk this way, my husband will say, why? If I see this way, my wife will say, why? As Christians, we need to appreciate the freedom of God. To know that God has created everybody in his or own special way. When we were young and in school that time, they want us to join the, um, the marching group. Do you know that they categorize everybody as to your height so that your strides will not disturb the marching order? If you are short, you're going to be in the front. If you are tall, you'll be at the back. But they will not cast anybody away. That is what God has done in our lives. He has given every one of us our talents and our freedom to use it at our own will, just for the glory of God. But what is it this day that is stopping us from using this freedom? That is the liberation we're talking about here today. So, Jesus had compassion. When he wept, people felt like, well, that was because they are friends. So when Jesus is doing something glorious in your life as a Christian, you know what people outside will be saying? Because he's a Christian. So why don't you stay a Christian? And being a Christian is somebody that has very strong faith. So that situation that you are going through right now is not going to be permanent. He said, behold, the, the Egyptians you see now, you will see them no more. When you look back, you will not see that situation anymore. I've seen people grow old together, but when they want to tell you their story, you, all, you always think that it's always been that palatable. They went through a lot together. But because of the faith that they had together, they were able to, to, to stand everywhere and now they can tell a better story. Jesus said, he has been anointed to deliver the oppressed. You will be delivered in the mighty name of Amen. Jesus. So when Jesus got there, in that um, John chapter 11, when he got there, there was a big stone at the entrance of the tomb. Brethren, people have placed emblem on you already. People have placed a logo on you. People have tagged you. They will say it's HIV positive. They will say he has this. He was once a prisoner. God is telling you to have a new look at yourself. People will not have a new look about you if you don't have a new look about yourself that you don't get restricted by your past. That your story don't get altered by your past. You need to start afresh. You need to march into your own belief. You need to march into your own new faith. 
you need to you need to march into your own freedom. There was a big stone at the entrance. That means no go area. Can't come out again. That's the belief of people concerning you. That he is broke financially. He can't come out again. He is down to zero level educationally. He can't pick up again. So they put a big stone. All diagnoses of this world are big stones. Just to blindfold you from seeing what God is about to do in your life. To your amazement, people that will even put these stones are people so close to you. If somebody is dead here, except somebody is being invited from um, Nebraska, he will not know that that person is dead. It is the immediate people that gather to bury him that will put that stone. Am I right? So it is people that know you so much that want to put that stone on you. They will call you by the names so that you can attain that position that that's whom you are. They will say, it's too slow. It's too ugly. It's too this, it's too that. And when they continue calling that name, then you assume that name really. Even when you are running so hard, you think in yourself that, oh, I'm so slow. Praise the Lord. God created everything by progression. Continue in what you are doing. Be steadfast in it and improve upon it. But if you allow what people are saying about you to settle in your mind, then you'll stop doing what you are doing. Praise the Lord. So there was a stone. Then Jesus said, let the stone be rolled away. Let the stone be rolled away. That's a divine intervention. It is not what somebody of this world can do. And they even, it was even said there that he's been dead for a while. Now, odors might be coming out from the tomb. So that means they've locked him all up. So that it doesn't even affect them anymore. They've put, they, they have already put you in a corner. Believing that you can't come out anymore. You will come out in the mighty name of Jesus. That big stone will be rolled away in the mighty name of Jesus. After the stone was, was rolled away, then Jesus did one thing again. He called out. He called out in a loud voice. That was what the Bible said. Do you know that in the other case with the boy, Jesus called to? He arrested the situation, then he called. In the case of Lazarus, he called out to. He said, Lazarus, come out. That is what you and I need today. If you had not known Jesus Christ before, you need to know him. He's the only one that can call you out of that situation. If you Google it, if you go through every search engine, you might not have the, situation, the, the, the solution to the situation. But when Jesus calls the situation, then the situation will come back to life. The Bible told us that is the one that called those things that are not as though they were. 
Praise the Lord. When he called Lazarus, do you know the belief of people there? They, they felt like, okay, maybe just want to see his face for the last time. Not raising him up. They believe that, okay, roll away the stone so that Jesus can go and see his face and whip them up. But he did what? He called him out. He said, Lazarus, come out. You can put your name in that situation. And start telling God about that situation that is nagging in your life. Tell God to call you out of that situation. You have been a failure academically. Tell God to call you out onto success. Maritally, you have been a failure. Tell God to call you out to success. Financially, you are drowning. Tell God to call you out of success. To call you out to success. He's the one that can resuscitate. He's the one that can bring back to life. That was what Jesus did. He called Lazarus. People didn't believe it. But do you know what? Lazarus came out. Against all odds, Lazarus came out. When he was coming out, if you read that place, Lazarus was coming out all tied up. He was coming out all tied up. Do you know that? Still, he doesn't even have his liberty. All they just want to do is to make sure that this boy doesn't have any freedom anymore. I don't know. In some areas of our life, even after the calling, being called to be Christians, there are still some things that are still being tied around us. There are still some things that we still carry out all around like shame in our life. There are still some things on our shoulder that are still very heavy that won't let us take the long stride that we need. Jesus called him out. But he was being tied up. Then Jesus said, untie him. He commanded, he said, untie him. When somebody is being untied, what do you expect? What's the next stage? That is freedom. That is liberty. Brethren, when somebody is being set free from prison, the first thing he wants to do is to run. If there's somebody waiting at the gate to come and pick him up, he wants to walk faster. He wants to run and get into the car and escape. God will give you the escape route today in the mighty name of Jesus. You will run to freedom today in the mighty name of Jesus. It's, it's so deteriorating. It's so saddening when somebody's freedom is being taken away from him. So many people are alive, walking about, but they have no freedom. It's not only when somebody is in chain. Some people, they go through their battle when they are sleeping. Some people, it's when they are stepping into their house that they get changed. When they are stepping into their house, they lose their freedom. But immediately they step out of the house. They are whom God has created them to be. But God will switch the situation around in the mighty name of Jesus. You will not be enslaved in the house. You will not be enslaved outside in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Some people, it's when they are around their children that they lose their freedom. Because those thoughts get back into their hearts. Oh God, why have you given me somebody like this? Why have you done this in my life? Brethren, God is the only one that makes the impossibility possible. You don't know the time. You don't know the day. Boy will visit you. Amen. He has a schedule. When it's your turn, Jesus Christ will visit you. Amen. But this is the March. This is the month of March. Amen. It is the month of your turn in the mighty name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. So Lazarus came out. Do you know that this man was even on like he was unveiled? They need to unveil him. So that he can see. They need to untie his leg so that he can walk. I think he was even hopping. He hopped out from the tomb. But now Jesus himself set him free. Jesus himself sent, set him free. Jesus will set you free in the mighty name of Jesus. And that was how he obtained his liberty. That's in John 11 verse 44. He said, Untie him and let him go. If you're there, you can read that. Untie him and let him go. John 11 44. If you're there, you can read for us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. People will think that they are doing you a big favor. They thought they were doing him a big favor. Do you know the type, the type of clothes they use in tying him? Linen. It's a, like very costly um, material those days. But they use it to do what? Not to dress him up, but to tie him up. So there are some things that people have given to you and they felt like they are doing you a big favor. But they are using it to tie you. God will arrest the situation in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything that has been given to you to take away your freedom, God will take it away from you in the mighty name of Jesus. Your freedom will be restored back unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. These are the sequential order that people use. First, that person will be sick. Secondly, he will die. Thirdly, they will tie him. Fourthly, they will take him into the tomb to bury him and roll a big stone. But to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, it is first in, last out situation. It started from where they are stopped. They thought like he would not come, but he came. They felt like he would just cry and cry in vain, weep and weep in vain. But no, he called out. They believed that Lazarus cannot hear anymore, but he heard him. God will give you that here to hear him in the mighty name of Jesus. He will give you the mind to understand him in the mighty name of Jesus. 
they felt like a stone has been rolled. And there's nobody that can roll it. Jesus even employed them to roll the stone away. Everybody or anybody that has been there in your life pretending to be a friend. But mounting and rolling a big stone against your success. God will employ them to start carrying their load by themselves in the mighty name of Jesus. God will command them to start lifting their, their own load upon their head in the mighty name of Jesus. God employed them to roll the stone. Nevertheless, he also called on them to untie him. Everywhere they have shamed you up, everywhere they have locked you up, there will be new release in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The same way the prison door got opened unto Paul, it will be opened unto you in the mighty Amen. name of Jesus. They, they tied him with linen. Even if handcuff is made of gold, it will not be up on your wrist in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. People think that, oh yeah, let us make anchor in the form of a gold and put it around his leg and his hand like it's a big favor. No, that is your freedom that, that they're trying to take away. God will give you a route of escape in the mighty name Amen. of Jesus. Brethren, I believe that there is somebody here today who is experiencing incarceration, who is being enslaved. In his mind, he's been enslaved. In his health, he's been enslaved. Everybody is drinking cold water. You can drink it. You say, why? Allergy. That is type, a type of freedom being contained. Everybody is doing this. You can do it. Why? Because you are not supposed to. There was a time I remember there was all the sports all around my whole body. And I don't know why. And I felt like what is going on? My dad, being a medical practitioner, tried everything he could, like made all necessary research, doesn't understand it. Then I went before God by myself. And I said, God, I don't want to know where this thing came from. But I want you to take it away. I need my freedom back. As little as that thing was, was a big impediment to my freedom. I was very active in class that time, but I don't even want to stand in front of the class anymore. Because I always believe that that's what people are looking at. I tried looking into the food that I was eating that time, or whatever thing I was doing, and I couldn't find any answer. But that very moment that I put everything at the feet of Christ, my dad just asked me a question. He said, are you on any sofa medication? You know, all the sulfur drugs, like talaso, we call it talaso those times, and flagyl, no, not flagyl, but talaso, and brands like that, sulfur, medication, and stuff like that. 
And anytime I have sore throat, that is what I take. But it is this thing that is, you know, giving me all those reactions. But I never knew. And I stopped. And that very moment that I stopped, all those things went away. That is what God can do. He will bring answers to those nagging situations in your life. You never know where he will, how he will, and when he will. But now is the time in the mighty name of Jesus. And like I prayed the other time, that you need a special hear to hear the Lord call you out. God has been calling so many people, but they didn't hear it. There was a woman who had a child, and that child was growing. And everything was fine with this child. Until a day, the child was sitting and turned his back at the mother. And there was this, you know, heavy load that was put off on the um, closet. And the mother saw that thing falling. Wanting to run to the child, couldn't reach out to the child. Yelled out at the child. You know, like a two-year-old child. She yelled out so that the child can at least move and stuff like that. But that thing fell very close to the child with a big, loud noise. And the child didn't even respond at all, didn't turn. And that was when the mother knew that this child couldn't hear after two years. There are Christians like that. To everybody, assumption, they are Christian. They hear God talk. But brethren, we need to ask God for a new hearing. Even if you feel like you've had one before, God is still talking. But how many people do hear God when he talks? Brethren, shall we rise up? There are situations in our life that has went out of the order of God. God created everything so that they can be free. He created fish in the water that they might swim freely. Men on earth that we might walk freely and praise him freely. But there are some situations that has changed the order, that has enslaved men, that has taken away the rights, that has taken away the freedom, that have put chains around his hand and his leg, that have put him in prison. This situation has Diagnosed, diagnosed, diagnosed men to be sick, frail, and weak. Already is dead, all tied up, put in the in the dungeon below, and stone being rolled upon him, so that he might not come out anymore all tied up. Brethren, you want to relate this situation to God in any area of your life that you felt like you went out of the order of God. That you are not in control anymore. That people have done you big favor and they have stolen your freedom. They've given you their, their, their own investment and are taking God's investment away from you. They've written you off. Like you can't even do it anymore. You don't even know how to do it. 
they've made you assume a new position of yourself. That you are not as to the image of God anymore. That you've taken another image. That you even feel in yourself that this life is worthless. They've taken you back to Genesis 1 verse 2. When the whole place was without form and void. They've made your life to look at like that again. Those situations has made your life to look like you are disorganized. But that same God that was in the beginning is till this present moment still present. I want you to invite God into those situations. Tell God to call you out of those situations. Say, God, call me out like you call Lazarus out. Bring me out from the dungeon. From the tomb, oh Lord, that he called me out. From the prison, call me out. said he will make every mountain to become plain and he will exalt every valley every stumbling block every high mountain every stone that is rolled to contain my freedom to stop me from exercising the freedom that God has put in me. Say, God, command men to start rolling them out in the mighty name of Jesus. Tell God to command men to start rolling them off in the mighty name of Jesus. Every negative diagnosis, every negative tagging, every negative name that will not let me move forward, tell God this day. Because those are the assumptions of men. That God will assign men to start taking them off. God will assign men to start rolling those stones off. The Bible tells us that Jesus called out unto Lazarus. He called out unto the son of the widow. And there was immediate action. Tell God as God is calling you today. That there will be a new life concerning those situations. That there will be a turnaround concerning those situations. Tell God that every yoke will be broken. That you might go free. Even against the Red Sea, God created a way for the Israelites. There is nothing this God cannot do. Tell God to call you out. Tell God you want a new hear. That you will hear him in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Lastly, brethren, I want you to tell God that you want to be untied from every bondage of this world. You want to be untied. You want to be set free. You want to let loose all the bandages of this earth. All the sufferings, all the heavy loads, all the yokes, all the strong house, all the strong hold of the Father's house. That God will set you free. He said, Take the veil off his face. You will see a new vision in the mighty name of Jesus. There will be a new mission concerning you in the mighty name of Jesus. There will be a new news. God will be glorified. There is power in the name of Jesus. He's breaking every yoke now. He's calling out new people. He's assigning help concerning you. He's assigning help concerning you. He's calling you unto freedom, unto liberty. The mighty name of Jesus. There is power. In the name of Jesus, there is power. Brethren, if you are free and free indeed, I want you to sing that song with them. That there is power in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, I am the resurrection and life. He said, the one who believes me will live. I want you to praise the name of the Lord better. If you believe that the chains is falling, if you believe that you're being called unto new faith, if you believe that you've been called unto new hope, if you believe that you've been called unto freedom again, that there is no affliction concerning you anymore. There is no oppression anymore. There is no subjugation anymore. You are free and free again. The Bible said, Whom the Son of Man has set free is free. You are free today. You are set free today. Thank you, God.